The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. I had a dream. I got everything I wanted. Not what you think. And if I'm being honest, it might have been a nightmare. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. Grammy weekend this weekend. Mm. So you've got Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. Are you going to watch the Grammys on Sunday? No, I don't watch any of those award shows. The postponed Grammys, you know, because of the shutdown. It's a little later this year. You don't think they're a little... They're too political. Of course, this was one of the songs up for best song right. of the year. You know who Billie this is? Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah very good. You're, you're a Billie Eilish fan, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent. So this is going to be our theme for today, Carrie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had a dream, but it might it wasn't really a nightmare. Maybe but this one point nine trillion dollar package. Mm-hmm. Carrie, it, it's bowling me over. You mean trying to understand it? I mean, I, I'm calling it, you know, the nightmare on Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> because in one sense, it's it, it's like a, it is a nightmare. It's very exciting. Okay. I don't know about exciting. Well, I mean, when you get when you drop that much money into people's hands, what that can do to you know this country's GDP is exciting. Right, but how much crap? But it's also scary. Right, because how much things that um, are we going to find out that are in it that people aren't going to be happy about? And I don't know if it's real, like a nightmare, or just a bad dream. Mm, I think it's a nightmare, unfortunately. Well, let's listen to the most powerful man in the country right now. And of course, I'm not talking about President Joe Biden. <laughs> that the economy was down only six to seven hundred billion dollars because of this the is pandemic. Chris Wells asking Joe Manchin. This bill gives one point nine trillion dollars, triple almost what the CBO says you really need. That raises the question: one. Is this bill going to overheat the economy and create inflation? And two, as you point out, it isn't all just this year. It's out four, five. Some of the money doesn't get spent till 2030. Mm -hmm. So is this really COVID relief or is this a Democratic wish list? No. Uh, COVID relief is more than just the vaccines. The vaccines is the most urgent thing we can do. Keeping people able to stay in their homes is absolutely as urgent as anything else we do and we did all of that covid relief means are you going to be able to move on have the economy move on as strong as you want to not have a lapse in that that's why we were able to target it and move it out some i'm see, hoping the economists look at that too see that's what he's saying it's not all going to be spent see it was by de- by design that the democrats wanted to stretch this out over years so by by that it would not necessarily overheat the economy it's not like there's going to be 1.9 trillion immediately in the economy that could overheat it it's more of a this is more of a 5 to 10 year you know planker it's going beyond it's a new deal Mm. president biden was concerned because he was there in 2009 i was not i was still a governor at that time when they did the recovery act and they thought they didn't do it quick enough i basically reminded people that was a financial collapse this is a health care pandemic it's much different we will come out of this i want to make sure the workforce is ready to go too chris and that's why we wanted to make sure that we did basically just throw everything at one time we're going to make sure that we're recovering in 2022 also mm. so we don't have a lapse or a relapse but what about this argument that the economy is only down 700 bill only chris Walsh was not let it go good billion dollars and you're spending 1.9 trillion and that you may end up overheating the economy and causing inflation sir well, I hope we don't. I don't think we will. I hope we don't. We, again, I've said we spread it out. We didn't throw it all at one time. But they're saying we're going to spend $1.9 trillion on top of what we already spent in this one year. 
there might be some concerns about that, or there should be, I'm sure. I'm concerned now more about the debt that we're accumulating yeah, and we've been accumulating mm-hmm. through all different types of administrations. It's time to get our financial house in order. But we I'm don't. In that moderate middle and common sense is not real common sometimes in Washington, but we can come. That to- was the takeaway. Did you hear uh-huh. what he said there? Yeah. Common sense isn't very common in Washington. Oh, that's so true. All right, get us started. Here. All right, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought, and um, we are here every Saturday on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. And whether you're concerned about inflation, future tax increases, and the impact of this government spending, um, we're hoping to bring you or make you aware of issues and choices you have and being as proactive as you can. You'll hear this on the show about your financial life and using opportunities. Right now, we know what the tax rates are going to be in 2020. Um, who knows what they're going to be in the future and what's coming down the road because of the spending in order to be fiscally responsible. They might have to raise some funds to do that um, instead of just throwing money at problems. But either way, you need to be prepared. And one of our mottos um, at the estate planning team, which is the show that sponsors this program, is um, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Um, we still run financial models, and that's what we do at the estate planning team. We are an Ohio registered fee-based fiduciary planner. We do financial modeling, number crunching, and help people analyze their financial choices and also Build out a long-term conservative realistic plan, whether you're working and want to know how this may impact you or someone who's in retirement that want to create the income they need as tax efficiently as possible because it's easy while you're working or most people are saving, saving. But then once you stop working, it's how do you start creating the income and how do you get comfortable with spending? Because a lot of people don't know. I mean, the universal is running out of money, um, whether your estate is 500000 or 100000 or $5 million, People are have different spending levels and still have concerns about that. And although we don't do investments at the estate planning team, we do look at our client's assets in terms of how much risk are they taking on? What growth rate do they need to be okay? Are they taking on more risk than they need to to accomplish their financial goals? Sometimes they're not taking on enough risk, whatever that may be. And we're, we've also known for comprehensive planning. We're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and Super Service Award winners multiple years on Angie's list. We offer free consultation by phone or in person to see if you can benefit from the type of planning that we offer. So take advantage of that. You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You got Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell. We're the state planning team co-owners. We've been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those 35 years, we certainly have seen our share of tax bills carry, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've seen anything like this. Right. You know, the ARP plan, right? The American Rescue Plan is so Mm. named by President Joe Biden. You think he really named it. Um, Now, is it? (laughs) So what is it? You know, is it COVID relief? Is it a deep blue progressive tax agenda being pushed forward? Um, Is it a big blue state bailout? Is it a middle class savior, Carrie? I don't think so. You know, for years on this show, we've been talking about how both you know, Republican and Democratic parties both say they have the blueprint to save middle America, Mm -hmm. right? And this is the Democrats' blueprint. You know, this is this, which is more of the New New Deal, right? More of the Social Security net, social welfare net, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, this is not just COVID relief. This is a for maybe forever and we'll talk about some of those things today we'll talk about the uh, uh, you know um child credit uh, enhancement you know and and we'll talk about ubi you know really mm-hmm. that's at the beginning of ubi universal basic income but you know don't look now all right um but what are what but what are the other experts saying you know is this going to be inflationary you know is this you know gonna you know send us down to hyperinflation um and and we and if you we, we talked a lot I about ho- I heard hyperinflation I hope not. over the last few shows you can always mm-hmm. go back and listen to our podcast and we and you know we've been talking about the threat of inflation for carry for a couple mm-hmm. months now right or at least um back three or four shows uh at least um 
And it's still a question out there. Um, now, um, so, you know, to me, but why do I call it a nightmare? I tell you one thing. Uh, it's a nightmare for the nightmare for the the, the tax professionals. I was going to say the CPAs, the enrolled agents. Holy cow! If you thought it was confusing, our tax code. Now remember, Kara, I always say, you know, our tax code isn't broken, right? It's just its simplification is unfinished. Mm. Yeah, well, this is has nothing to do with tax simplification. Believe me. No. And you know, it it is my head is spinning. And I'm only through the first 400 pages of the 628 okay. page. Um, now, I'm, I'm waiting um, for you to summarize it. The, um, you know, so it's, it, you know, so certainly, it, you know, and we'll talk some about that today. So we'll talk a little bit about, we got some economic data, you know, is inflation rearing its ugly head yet or not? Talk a little bit about the ARP uh, stimulus plan. Um, and also, you know, we're right mid, don't look now, Carrie, it's mid-March, you know, March Madness, you know, mm. and, and I thought last year's March Madness was bad, you know, this with the go- I think that we're go- it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nightmare is getting worse. I-, I know one person is having a nightmare. That's, you know, Chuck Reddick. You kidding me? Would you want to be IRS commissioner right now, Carrie? No. Um, you know, you know, Wow. Chuck I'm as, is having massive nightmares right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and and so we'll talk about how all this could affect you, not only you, your family, right? If you've mm-hmm. got elder parents, if you've got, uh, you know, children who've launched but aren't really financially independent yet, um, or even younger kids, you know, you know what what, uh, what the future for them is. You know, you feel that they're the ones that are going to have to pay this bill. You know, I don't know how many listen to the show right now will ever have to pay this uh, debt bill. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, your children, maybe, maybe not. Your grandchildren, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Um, but I don't think too many people listening will have to deal with it. Um, now, but the other thing, too, is the other thing I, I think what the, you know, Democrats have done is is they've passing this. I, I think that there's no more room left to do infrastructure. Or what about you know President Biden's Build Back Better? Right. Remember that was you know mm. long before the the 1.9 trillion. You know he was talking about the Build Back Better, uh, which was going to be 750 billion. I mean, is there any room left to do any of those things? No. I think right now it, it, you know they're going to have to shift and they're going to have to start raising taxes. You know, because because anything more after this, it's it's a pay go. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you're trying to do this through budget reconciliation with the 50 votes in the Senate, right? You, you got to do a pay go. You got to say, how are we going to pay for it? Um, and whether that's infrastructure, whether that's build back better, or or you know the 15 dollar minimum wage. Um, you know, you know, you've got to you know, and so that's what I think they're going to have a problem with because this is such a big package. You know, in the fact that how much have they not even spent from the last? Uh, too much. That's why this was ridiculous. If you haven't even spent what you had before, how do you have the nerve to ask for that much more? All right. Mm. So, so we'll talk about March Madness, um, and that's the idea of you know not the basketball championships that's starting up this week. Go Cleveland State! Isn't that mm-hmm. it's exciting? I hope Ohio State makes it. Um, but the the idea is. Um, you know, it's the tax, it's the tax plan, it's the tax preparation, getting in tax preparation season. And with all the changes that have happened, you know, and especially with the stimulus checks, you know, a lot of confusion, a lot of opportunities, you know, whether you should be hurrying up to file your 2020 tax return or whether you should be extending it. Um, and, and also it has, you know, this new, this latest stimulus package that President Biden signed, you know, it's also unemployment issues, um, you know, are still are right back on the front burner. Um, in other words, that big question about is my unemployment income taxable, right? And there's some relief for the unemployed beneficiaries there, um, in this new bill. So we'll be talking about that. But um, so lots to talk about, Carrie. I know mm-hmm. I'm never going to get through it all, but no. let's see. Um, okay, economic data. All right. So we got some February numbers on, you know, CPI and core CPI, right? You know, rose less than estimates. Okay. So we did not see inflation rear its ugly head in February. Not yet. Okay. Um and, you know, even core consumer price index, you know, uh, it was only a 0.1% increase from the prior month, only 1.3% year over year. 
Um, you know, you know, so investors and economists are split on the inflation outlook with some predicting a wave of rising prices driven by stronger demand and pandemic and pandemic stimulus. While others, you know, say the forces that have contained price pressures for years, you know, from from technology demographics are still in place. Okay, remember the Federal Reserve, you know, is saying, mm-hmm. hey, we're not worried about inflation right now. Remember Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, you know, so, you know, always the smartest person in the room saying, we're not worried. You know, this 1.9 is not too big. Okay, it's, uh, you know, go, go big, go fast. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they're not worried. They're, they're, they're going to keep interest rates low. They're, they're willing to, you know, they, 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 we know inflation is going to go over 2%. They're, they're willing to let it float above 2%. Without saying we're immediately going to, you know, you know, monetary, you know, put put in monetary measures to raise interest rates. Um, but like you said, Carrie, I heard you said a second ago, not yet, right? Right. Because March is going to be another real true test because it was a year over year is a lot of the stats we look at, Carrie, right? Right. Words, and we had COVID hit last, last March, March, so I don't you think. got it. Um, so they call that the base effect, right? Well, and, and, um, and, and so, you know, you know, sharp declines in prices at the start of the pandemic last year influence the year over year calculations. That means that even fairly small price increases during March this year will likely cause the annual measure to jump well above 2%. Okay. Um, you know, so the rate of inflation over the past 12 months edged up to 1.7%, you know, and just, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Um, you know, and, and kind of go from there. So, you know, then you've got the, you know, the think tanks or the, you know, the, the, the great economists or, you know, political people. So Larry Summers, you know, former treasury secretary under President Obama. Remember, he sounded the alarm when he said, you know, the Biden stimulus could eventually set off inflationary pressures of a kind we have not seen in a generation Mm -hmm. with consequences for the value of the dollar and financial stability. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then you have, you know, we've all heard from, you know, Fed Chairman Powell. But how about the Chicago Fed President Chuck uh, Evans, Charles Evans? Very smart man, Kerry. Mm -hmm. You know, his quote, as the recovery gains momentum, it'll be important to distinguish such short-lived sector-specific phenomena from more widespread and lasting inflation. So, yeah. So, you know, it's that, it's that pen, it's that revenge spending. You know, we're going to get all this stimulus money and Americans and everything's going to open up. They're going to go out and they're going to want to celebrate, you know, maybe by the 4th of July, according to the president. Okay. Okay. Um, but in either case, so they're going to see certain sectors see, you know, demand, you know, and rising prices. But that may not be, uh, it may be transitory. In other words, it may, it may not be, it, not transitory, what I'm trying to say. Um, well, I guess so. In other yeah. words, um, it, it may not be extended. It may not be, you know, permanent. Okay. Um, how about Jared Bernstein? He is President Biden's senior White House economic advisor. So he was even more blunt. You know, he said that Larry Summers was flat out wrong, Gary. Mm-hmm. Okay, pointing to the low, the low rate of inflation over the past decade. You remember, remember, there were a lot of people complaining when Ben Bernanke started QE1. I, I still remember, I talked about on this radio show, how all these inflationary, you know, screams were coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I sat around and waited for 10 years. Never happened. Maybe Bernanke was right. Maybe he studied the Great Depression a little bit more than some of these talking heads on the radio. Okay. Um, or maybe it just worked out that way for other reasons. Okay. Um, I mean, you got a 50-50 here. Okay. <laughs> you, know, the, uh, um, you know, and so, you know, J- Jared Bernstein saying, you know, the low rate inflation over the past decade, you know, prices have risen less than 2% a year on average since the end of the Great Recession in 2009. Okay, so, you know, again, flip a coin, right? If you, I bet you probably if you, uh, you know, asked 10 economists or, you know, leaders in this industry, probably five would say inflation's right around the corner. Probably the other five would say, don't worry about it. Um, but if, but I was going to say, but the bottom line, well, we don't know what will happen, but the bottom line, if it's something that you're worried about, what we do for our clients, which we have gotten calls is let's model in an increase in inflation and say, how does that inc- impact you? Because you can't control whether it happens or doesn't. I mean, 
but you can control and give yourself peace of mind saying if it does happen, that's the beauty of financial modeling is I know what steps I can take. Or even if it does happen, maybe I'm worried about it and I don't need to be worried about it. Right. And playing those what if games through that financial modeling modeling as much as I've talked about like creating tax efficient income and knowing what you can spend. It's also about the peace of mind on addressing the things that you're worried about so that you're prepared. Right. You're not making a knee jerk reaction. You're not getting caught up in the headlines. Which is easy to do because there's not Oh, there's a lot of bad headlines out there. Yeah, bad and news stressful, sells. stressful news. Um, and, you know, so the idea is that's what financial modeling is all about. It's saying, okay, I, you, you know, we, let's – and the other thing, too, is if you think you're going to do this on your own, if you know, I don't know. If you're just going to go out to some robot on the internet to do your financial plan, that that's fine. But the robot may forget to ask you, oh, by the way, Mr. Smith, would you like possibly to run a different scenario where we use a higher rate of inflation for for the next five years or 10 years? See, the robots aren't quite that smart yet. Now, someday they will be, Carrie. They're going to replace you and me. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not quite there yet. Yeah, hopefully I'll be retired by then and i think you're gonna i think you're gonna need a, a robot to file tax returns right because i don't know with with this latest stimulus bill I, I, good luck if, if you're still trying to do your tax return with a pencil and paper um just you're gonna miss something you're gonna miss an opportunity um so the you know so what was i talking about carrie um you were talking about it. We were talking about financial modeling, and yeah, yeah, the financial modeling—the idea of running, you know, running a, a worst case scenario. Right. You know, we're saying, okay, I, this is my ba- this is my plan A, um, and 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 you know, and and see that I know what I was going to do, Carrie. Thank you. It, it, the idea is saying, see, we leave it up to our clients what assumptions they want to make in the plan. Now, and we can make recommendations because sure. a lot of times people don't know. So we can say based on our experience, right. but you can manipulate any variable because we don't have like a can software that's out there. We designed our own programs. I mean, we use supplemental programs for tax planning or tax modeling. But as far as every any variable you can think of, think of, we can model in. Right. In other we words, we can look yeah. at those what ifs. Are you worried about? My spouse is unfortunately ill and a premature death of a spouse. What if there's a long-term care stay? What if there's a market decline and we have this slow growth in this low interest rate environment for the next five years? Right. And, and But the other thing, too, is but we, but we will keep you on the straight and narrow path, right? In other words, if we see you straying too far off the path of making a conservative, realistic assumption, mm-hmm. we'll reel you back in and say, well, you got to think about it. See, one of the things people forget about is the fact that, well, if inflation goes up... So do interest rates. So do interest rates, meaning so do your CD rates, so do your, your cost savings, of living right. increases. So right now, you know, for example, Social Security, right? So Social Security COLA increase for 2021 was 1.3%, Carrie, right? You know what they're projecting it for next year? What? Over three. Okay. Um, because they're already saying if we do have it's been that it hasn't been that in a long right. time. So they're already saying that yeah, if we do see prices go up, you know how that Social Security cost of living index is is ca- calculated based on consumer price indexes, you know, and and spending consumer price spending uh, indexes, um, it will go up as well. Same thing, you know. In other words, so so one of the things is that yeah, you know. It, Interest rates may rise, or you know, inflation may rise, but so do your fixed interest rate items. Okay, so you know, so are you making the appropriate adjustment in your plan to cover both those? Mm-hmm. So are you saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, let's say you're real conservative and saying, Mark, I'm running my plan based on a four percent rate of return. Okay, and I'm also assuming a three percent inflation. So you're saying, hey, I just believe that my investments can stay at least one percentage point above inflation. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that, well, I, I should be okay, and I'm not taking on too much risk. In other words, I'm not trying to get a 5% above inflation. Right. Um, I'm, you know, and so, but yeah, so now you're saying, oh, but I think inflation is going to go to 4%. Well, are you going to keep your investment return at 4 Maybe or, you need to adjust. Or maybe is it realistically that it will go up to five? So those are some of the things that, you know, the robot may forget to ask you. 
but that gives you clarity instead of those emotional issues. And those that's a good example of what we do at the estate planning team. And, you know, we've had a few people last year, they were concerned about the election or other things going on, and they planned on working another two years. But we modeled in what if they only work till the end of next year. And because of health issues, it worked out. Um unfortunately for them, that they couldn't go back to work. They actually had a a forced retirement earlier. But because we ran a plan very conservative, even though it wasn't quite as realistic, um, he just wanted the peace of mind if I could work through the end of the year, everything else. If it's working, then it's just extra. So we ran a plan. He retired end of the year. He ended up, I think, at like mid-January, unfortunately got sick and ended up having to retire earlier, but he knew he was going to be okay. He didn't have to work those two years. I mean, so it's all those things that you're worried and concerned about. And we have free consultations for people who are working, who are already retired and want to look at IRA distribution planning, Roth conversions, which is really important if you are in the camp that thinks tax rates are going to go up in the future to have or start creating, or if you're working, might want to check out to see if your 401k has a Roth option and then it don't necessarily switch from a traditional to an all. It's usually how much over what time frame, maybe looking at your thresholds. Either way, those are the things that we help people. Realistic um, planning and coming down to actionable steps that's going to make a difference and give you more net benefit. Take advantage of a free consultation. We're happy to meet in person or if you're not comfortable, we can do by phone. Um, You can call 440- 239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. And we have both hourly planning options that are affordable and affordable comprehensive fees as well. And that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You got Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell. And Kara, let's go over some of the newly uh, printed tax bill, right? Something in for everyone in there, Carrie. Yeah, I'm sure. One point nine trillion's got. There got better covered. be something for yeah. Um, you know, so um, how about tax free UE? That's the new. You oh. know, you know. So this is confusing, right? Yeah. Um, so tax free because we've been saying on this show, you know, be ready if you collected unemployment or your parent collected unemployment or maybe your child collected unemployment. Um, if it's not you or your grandchild, whatever, do they know that it's taxable income, right? And by the way, did they, they should be looking for that 1099, uh, you know, you know, or the, the form that it's not the 1099, but the, the, you, the unemployment form you get from the government. Um, that says, you know, how much unemployment income you collected and whether or not you had any federal withholding on it. Um, but lo and behold, Carrie, we're finding out, well, not all of it is taxable. Right. At least not for everyone. Right. Because we were saying, remember, when we were talking about last week, we were talking about the 1099s and make sure that, you know, people didn't know that the unemployment was Tax income, well, there's a little bit of a... Little twist. Yeah. Okay, in Biden's, you know, our plan. Okay, um, so the first of all, it did extend the federal unemployment to add on to your state employment. So remember, it, that ran, that was $600 originally, then, then you know, it was extended, then it was going to expire this March, and then that's why they rushed to get this bill done before the expiration. So now it's going to, the $300 a week is what's going to continue through September 6th of this year. But the surprise in the bill was that they came out and said, Oh, well, you, you're, you're the taxable. There's an exemption for taxable unemployment for up to 10,000 to, for your first $10,200. Okay. Okay. Remember, that's not 10,000, right? Right. It's not 10,500. It's 10,200. Yes. See, I think they do this on purpose. Like, I'm sure there's some um, well, they you, tell you. And the, and the reason why it's 10200 is because they got to keep the cost through budget reconciliation under $1.9 right, I know. It's... So that's why it's 10200 Because if they, did 10, 10, if they did 10300 it would have cost more than $1.9 But couldn't trillion. it have been 10000 just to make it easier for people no, to remember? No, because they, they had more room then to get up to the $1.9 So they couldn't have just done $1.8 This is how it's done. I, I know. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um now, but the thing, the other surprising thing is, because I, when I first caught wind of that, I was like, well, so was that for 2021's unemployment? Or is it for unemployment that I got last year? Hmm. Is it clarified? It's retroactive. Okay. It's, it's for 2020 unemployment income. It doesn't count for 2021. 
Okay. Now, here's what if the, I, it, so if I already filed my return? Yeah. Do you think anyone has filed? Their, I mean, uh, thirty. Remember how many people were not rushed and filed the return? Right. Because they're trying to get the the, the recovery rebate, right? You know, and they're trying to get their refunds. Um. So yeah. So if so, this is a little bit of a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you've already filed your return and you prepared it under the law at the point was saying unemployment's taxable, and you know, and how do what do you do now? <laughs> File it, pay to file an amended return, I guess. Um, you know, now. Um, or you do the calculation if the cost of filing an amended return is worth your But the thing it. is, you know, it's not available. This exempt portion isn't available for everyone. Okay. Right. Of course it's not. All right. So we're so one of the things that this $1.9 trillion is doing, Carrie, Bill is, is showing us, is what the Democrats believe middle America really is. Okay. Because remember, we've talked a lot about that on this show for decades. Right. Remember the disappearing middle class, right? Mm-hmm. And who really is in the middle class? Mm. And and who really isn't? In, no matter whether you think you're in the middle class or not. Well, I think there's a lot of people that think they are, but the government's definition is so this, nay. So this tax bill is clearly defining what the progressive Democrats believe is in the middle class. Mm-hmm. And what's it turning out to be, Carrie? Single taxpayer, seventy five thousand. Um, a you know if you you know married filing jointly, one hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're worried about head of household, you know one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred. Okay. Um, you know, that is clearly what the progressive left is saying middle class America is, meaning this is who they want to benefit when these big stimulus packages. And maybe this is also telling us when they get around to tax increases, who's going to get those. All right. Um, now, um, so under the tax free UE. OK, um, this is where we're saying it, it, I'm saying this is kind of a middle class break because remember the it, it's it, it, they're they're saying that it's 150 thousand adjusted gross income. Okay, All right. So if your income um, is above 150 thousand, you don't get the first 12,200 you know tax free okay. unemployment. Right um, now, it's also. Why I'm saying this is a middle class, so it's 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 eliminating the upper class, right? Right. And the lower class doesn't have any income, anyways. So 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 it's really it's it's a non-issue for them, right? If you you know, in other words, even if the twelve thousand two hundred was taxable, it's not enough for them to pay taxes on, right? So you know, so they it, so this is this is a middle class break, right? Um, and interesting, married couples. And the hundred fifty thousand, I, I believe, uh, I, I'm you know I'm got to call Chuck on this one. I believe it doesn't matter if you're filing single or joint, but but there I did find some clarification that it does matter whether if you're filing married joint and both of you were collecting unemployment. Okay. Okay. Then both of you get the ten thousand two hundred. Mm. Okay. Um, this is confusing enough for you, Carrie. Yeah. Um. All right, and then of course we've got the stimulus checks on the way. Maybe even this weekend, Carrie. Right, mm-hmm. and we talked about there again. We see the thresholds defining the the left, the, the progressive tax agenda, defining what they think middle class is. So you know, again, if you if you're single, making seventy five thousand or less, you get the full fourteen hundred. If you're head of household, one hundred twelve five hundred. If you're married filing jointly, one hundred fifty thousand. Okay, um, now the phase out though is quicker. So if uh, for singles, uh, uh, eighty thousand, you don't get anything. Um, had a household, one hundred twenty, you don't get anything. Okay. Married filing jointly, one hundred sixty, you don't get anything. Okay. Um, and then you know if you if I don't have time today to get into all the recovery rebate talk, but if you if you did not get your stimulus check and think you deserve it, you need to go back and listen to our prior shows or give us a call because there you know that's where you have to then try to file your, your recovery rebate on your twenty twenty tax return. How about the child credit expansion, Carrie? Hmm. Can you say UBI? Yeah. Because is this the start of universal basic income? It's it, I don't know what else you can call it. Right. It's the start of universal basic income. Okay, the concept where the government's just going to give everybody money monthly like mm-hmm. a paycheck. No strings attached. 
You can Don't do like what, it. You can do whatever you want with it. Okay. Um, now, so and it's expanded, you know, and so the new, you know, so now, um, and but they're 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 doing it under the umbrella of the child credit. Okay. So child one to six years old, one that's you know one to five basically. Right. It's three hundred dollars a month or thirty six hundred a year per child. Okay. Okay. For ages six to seventeen, it's two hundred fifty a month or three thousand a year. Okay. Okay. Um, now, um, again, that's going to phase out at that middle class, right? Those you know, thresholds. Yeah, the seventy five and the one fifty, right? Um, for Mary Fine Joy. But the other thing is, normally the child credit you would not collect it, Carrie, until you filed the tax return, right? In April for the previous year, right? Okay, that's not how this is working. Now, this is starting though in twenty twenty one because it's hard to know in this bill. Also, I, just from what I've skimmed over it, the highlights is there's some stuff that's retroactive, some stuff that applies to this tax return, sometimes some of it applies to next year's tax return or this actual calendar year, right? So what they what the, while, while we're saying this is a, a the, the beginning of UBI is because what they're doing the government's going to start paying you that up front. Hmm. They're not going to wait around till you file the tax return to claim the child credit. You get it right now ahead of time. Okay, um, and you know, and so it's going to start in 2021. Now hmm. it's only going to be half a year because it's they think they'll get this rolling by July, right? So in other words, even though the the expanded child credit is retroactive to the beginning of 2021, the income payout monthly is and we think it's monthly. Okay. Chuck hasn't answered that question yet. Right. We think it's monthly. We're not sure. Um, but the idea is you should be getting six months of this advanced to you if you qualify. Right. And then the second half of the year's amounts, you'll have to wait and claim it when you file your 2021 tax return. Okay. All right. Um, is this confusing, Carrie? Yeah. Is, does, and the tax code was confusing ahead of time. Um, do you see Before why I'm saying now. the nightmares are just starting? Um, now, um, how about Obamacare? They made changes to that. Yeah. You know, and so that's been expanded. You know, the subsidies, you know, you know, so, you know, now again, without getting into the weeds, right? Um, you know, this is now, well, let me go back. Weeds is a good word. Um, I got to go back here. The child credit, this, this test UBI program, right? It's only for one year right now. Okay. For 2021. Okay. Um, yes. So are they going to retroactive to January or does it start no, April? Well, no, it, it's the, the amount is retroactive for the whole year. Okay. But the income payments are only going to be for six months. Okay. But the thing is, you know, I heard one of the comments. What was the point of that? Well, it's a t- because they it, they can't, they're not going to go back and retroactively right. pay you for six months. I don't you know. Um, so, but the idea is, um, I, I can't, what are the crooks going to do with this care? It's just, it's just mind boggling to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a little problem with the unemployment benefits, right? You can imagine how this is going to be tracked. Anyways, the 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 idea, though, you know, I heard one congressman talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, even though this is supposedly this is temporary for a one year pilot program, mm-hmm. once it's in the, it's sometimes it's harder to get something removed removed from the code than it's harder to, than it was to get it in. Mm-hmm. And this may be a good example of that. Um, you know, because if people get starting dependent on that monthly check, they're not going to be happy when the government cuts it off. Not that that's ever happened before, Carrie, right? Right. Um, all right. So now we're talking about the Obamacare, the expansion of the Affordable Health Care Act, um, the Affordable Care Act. You know, you know, so the idea is if, if, and who, who is this important to? Well, if you're in that group, that maybe you didn't think you could afford to retire before age 65 when you're Medicare eligible right. because you never thought you could afford the health care insurance on your own. Because it's hefty if you're before 65 and you're on your own. All right. But since the Affordable Health Care Act went into effect, 
We've been working with a lot of clients over the years where we said, well, wait a second, let's be smart about this because there are certain thresholds, income thresholds that you get subsidies, okay, that the government helps pay for those premiums, all right, um, especially in Ohio, right? And so, so we've had a lot of clients, you know, since the Affordable Health Care Act came into play that, by the way, you think that's ever going away, Carrie? Mm, I don't think so. I think that's too big of a monster to get rid of. Um, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, we have a lot of clients who are maximizing that subsidy every year. In other words, we're designing how much taxable income they can have, how much adjusted gross income they can, you know, incur to, to, to max out the subsidy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we're working with their CPAs and, and, and they're saying, okay, because that's a moving target, you know, with inflation, whether you're a married single, whether you have dependent children, you know, it's a, it depends on your, don't, don't, in other words, don't ask your neighbor. Right. You, know, you, you have to kind of look at this in your own circumstances. But so now that just got even more of an opportunity because they're going to increase the subsidies. Okay. okay. Um, um, yeah, but it's temporary. Right now, it's all, yeah, all of it. <laughs> this is a two-year pro. With that, that many trillion, you know, one point whatever, you would think some things would be permanent. I'm having nightmares, Carrie. Um, how is mm. how is Middle America going to keep track of this? How are you going to get all the opportunities available to you? You better be proactive. Um. All right, what haven't I talked about, Carrie? Um. Oh, Cobra. All right. Um, so, you know, the other thing, too, is you may have lost your job because of the pandemic shutdown, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to pick up your health care in that event. And now you're looking at Cobra and you're feigning, right, when you see the monthly Cobra payments, right? Well, there's a relief for you in this $1.9 trillion. Remember, there's a little bit for everyone in this one, right, Carrie? Mm-hmm. So now the government's going to pay those COBRA premiums for you. Wow. Okay. Really? Apparently, Why? yes. Why? Why? Well, I mean, I... Because it's COVID relief. So um, so now, apparently, it, now you got to qualify. In other words, you can't... This is if you were, you know, you were let go because of COVID reasons. This isn't you decided to retire. Hmm. Okay, that's not... That could be gray and fuzzy, though. Yeah, that that's not going to get you the uh, COBRA reimbursements. But if it was strictly to go... So, a lot of things in this bill. Um, and you can see why, um, you know, really, this isn't more than COVID relief. It, it, is, it, is it really, uh, a, you know, a, a, a new social uh, security network? Mm, I think part of it is. Okay. Um, Considering it, the percentage of actually went to COVID relief. You know, the, prog- the progressive Democrats are calling it a generational expansion of the social safety net. Very broad based, attacking poverty, poverty, you know, providing food and housing assistance, greater access to health care, direct aid to families. Okay. You know, there's, you know, there's six billion in there for food and security related programs. That's, you know, the, the, the SNAP program, right? Carrie, right. The, the, the food stamp. Um, 25 billion in for emergency rental assistance. Um, you know, um, 10 billion in for emergency mortgage aid for homeowners. Okay. Um, you know, it's they're they're saying it's the old school Democrats. You know, the Franklin D. Roosevelt, the New Deal. Um, you know, the idea that hey, families are too big to fail. You know, children are too big to fail. The elderly are too big to fail. You know, Joe Biden, President Biden said, you know, this historic legislation is about rebuilding the backbone of the country and giving people in this nation, working people and middle class folks, the people who built the country, a fighting chance. Now, who said that? That's Joe Biden, our president. You heard him say that, or did he? That just... was la- yeah. That was in his uh, <laughs> first prime time. Um, you know, uh, I didn't know if they just said he said that or no. I heard him say it because I've seen the little. Blurbs. This is what Those no. This is when rough. he was on the other night. This is we're taping the show on Friday. Right. Remember last night he did his first. He walked down the hall with the mask. It was classic Joe Biden. Oh, I did not see that. You know, yeah, you, you, that, this is his first prime time address to the right because they said how many days he had without. Well, he hasn't a press conference yet, but uh, you know, you know, Joe's got, he's got a lot of popular. You know, my ninety-five-year-old mom's got a crush on Joe. Hmm. All right, Nancy Pelosi. What did she say? One of the, she's her quote was this. 
1.9, one of the most transformative and historic bills any of us will ever have the opportunity to support. Mm. Now, wasn't it President Obama who said he wanted to fundamentally transform America? Mm, yeah. Hmm. Think this may be the start of that? Uh, I hope we can put a stop to it, but, you know. Um, you know, and, and what they're saying is, um, you know, the, the child tax credit, for example, the one-year cost for this, you know, pilot UBI program, yeah. $110 billion. Oh, um, and But they're saying, the Dems are saying, the, the Dems are saying the expansion of child tax credit would cut nationwide child poverty by 45%. I don't know that, uh, yeah. They're guessing. Um, okay. Um, middle class. Why Why the Democrats are saying this is middle class relief? Well, a study by the Tax Policy Center. I, you know, they're good. Yeah, they're independent. Um, concluded that the relief package would reduce federal taxes in 2021 by an average of 3000 per household. Low and moderate income households making 91000 or less would receive nearly 70% of the tax benefits. So there you go. Um, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, is this um, – all right. We're running out of time, Gary. The other thing I wanted to talk about, um, it's not too late to reduce your 2020 tax liability, Gary, right? Right. So what can we do there, Carrie? Mm, IRA distribute or IRA contributions, HSA contributions. If you're self-employed, you could having some of the other, you know, tax qualified plan contributions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so this is the time frame where you, you know really, if you want to be saying, um, if you're now looking at these new thresholds that we're seeing coming out of the stimulus package, that you know some you know are retroactive to 2020. Um, you may want, if you still, if you're over one of those thresholds right now, but if you could contribute, um, you, you know, a little bit more to an IRA, tax deductible IRA, or like you're saying, the health savings account, mm-hmm. um, you actually may be able to lower your 2020 income below that threshold. So now you're kind of... <laughs> Killing two birds with one stone, right. so to speak. And in other words, not only are you taking opportunities of a very complicated tax code to lower your income taxes, you're also building a better re- retirement for yourself. All right, what's the is that a, is that wrong? No. Should you be actively looking for a way to get under that, you know, hundred and fifty thousand dollars married filing jointly, so you could get the third round stimulus check? Why? I, I my point is why let the government dictate? Either way, you're going to pay in taxes, especially a further threshold. Would you rather pay? Have a choice in how that money's used? I mean, if you feel bad about it, we talked about earlier. You can yeah, give it to I, charity. You can gift it to your grandkids and set up education funding. You can help out whoever you want. Give it to your church or whatever. Have a say where that money goes because chances are you you've been taxed. If you're at that level of income, you've been taxed. And taxed and taxed. Don't feel bad about it. At least have a say in how that gets spent and used. Oh, we got a little bit more time here. Running out of time. Here's another best song nominee here. Do you know who okay. this is? Okay. Not yet. Starting a war, screaming peace at the same time. All the corruption and justice. I like her. Who is this? I, it sounds familiar. I like her. Who is it? Her. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if he is pronounced it that way. Is it pronounced H period E period R period? Who knows? I, I get so confused nowadays. I've, I have no idea what her name is, but I like her. <laughs> I can't breathe, Carrie. Oh, geez. I, after after reading this bill, I can't breathe. Right. It is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the point is. Okay, if, if, if you're really feeling really guilty, as a matter of fact, I heard one congressman say, if you know, a, a Republican saying, throw it, give the money back to the government. Tell them you're disappointed with the one point, the fourteen hundred dollars stimulus. Check. If you're really upset, give it to your um, political. I, mean, I, I don't but know. The point is, okay, if you don't want it because you think you don't need it, or you think that it's see, the idea of the stimulus isn't for you. It's, 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 it's even if you don't need it, the idea is go out and spend it. 
Spend it on local businesses. Yeah, help give a, them. Give, give a, wait, a great waiter or waitress a great tip, or like your church could charities. Could Maybe use charity. It. I mean, would you rather have the government keep it and spend it their way, or would you rather direct that to your favorite charity? I mean, but, you know, now, are you just going to pay down debt with it? Hmm. Okay. What did Americans pay down? Um, what was it? $108 billion of, of debt last year, Carrie? Was it tremendous? Wow. Um, you know, are you just are you going to invest it in the stock market? You know, GameStop? We know a lot of people did that. We, it's a point. Do what you want to do. But, I mean, the idea is, well, babe, but you can use it for more productive things than that, you know. But if you're saying, well, I'm just going to turn around and give it back to the government, really? I don't know if I get that, and I don't think you should feel guilty if the government deems that you deserve that you get this. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, take advantage of it. You, you know, um, it's a rebate of previous taxes you paid. All right, um, maybe you don't need it, but maybe maybe your child does. Right, or maybe you want maybe you want to help your kid out because cash flow. And maybe you tell your kid, hey, I'm going to give you this money and I want you to put it in your 401k for your retirement. I'm going to give you this. There you but go. You and, show and, me and, proof. And, and reduce your taxes right. and get a free match. But I, I, and you can do that. We've, you know, maybe, uh, whatever that is. Maybe, maybe you're worried about a kid's and their spendthrift. Pay a bill for them. Pay directly a bill for them. All right. All right. So, um, all right. What else is going on here? Daylight savings time. Is it time to is end really? daylight savings time? Uh, when is that coming? D- now. Tomorrow. It? It's a Sunday. Oh, we lose an hour. Yeah. Uh, is it? I mean, why do we still have, you know. We st- I agree. Oh, I mean, you know, Ohio's already voted to end it, right? As well as many other states. But it's not really up to the states. They, they, no. They're calling following the federal government rule. But, you know, um, yeah, so I think in 2019, the Ohio Congress, you know, voted to get rid of it, uh, meaning that they would never, it, once you raise it, like we're going to gain an hour of daylight, right? Right. They would never let it go back. Okay. You would never, I think that's what they're saying. You would never fall back again. Okay. Um, but, and now, and then most recently, the U.S. Senators reintroduced a bill to make daylight savings time permanent. That was just done this month. Okay. All right. Um, so we may see that. Any does anybody really know why it is? Anyways, no. I mean, they used to say because of the farmers. Well, if you go back to 1895, it was George Hudson, right? He was a New Zealand entomologist. You know, uh, who you know his his hobby was bug catching, right? And so he was upset because by the time he got out of work at the end of the day, there was only a little bit of daylight to catch bugs in the backyard, right? So he had this big, you know campaign to 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 save an hour of daylight so he could pursue his hobby of 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 catching beetles in the backyard and think of the confusion that we have still today from 1895 oh my goodness well take advantage of a free consultation call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com you can contact us or check out our podcast have a great weekend Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.